Good morning. It's your girl, Joy Melody, and we're here to help you start your Mondays off right. We're here to talk about a little education, a little mental health, and the music we use to cope in this crazy, crazy world. I hope you enjoy the show, and you're listening to Morning Joy. Good morning. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm doing uh, okay. Just How okay. are you? Uh, you know, same, same. <laughs> yes, just okay. It's raining here where I am, but oh, I don't envy that at all. Um, <laughs> it's perfectly fall here where I am. You're perfectly fall. Perfectly, like it's chilly, just the right amount. And then I said. Oh man, Iowa is about to have a really bad winter if it's already cold. I said uh. the same thing. So it's already in the mid to low sixties here in mm-hmm. DC. Not a fan. Same, same. Well, thank you so much for coming on this morning. Um, could you introduce yourself to the people who hopefully be listening? Sure. So I'm Priscilla Barber, a native of Dallas, Texas. Um, currently reside in Washington, DC, and I work as a congressional staffer. That is all awesome. Um, so again, thank you so much for coming on. I know you're super busy and super stressed out in DC at the time. Um, but yeah, so like, how did you, I guess I'm really curious and I'm sure people are curious. Like everyone has that dream of like, I'm going to get to DC. I'm going to work and I'm going to do this, that, and the third. Like, how did you make that happen? So that was actually never my dream. Um, me ending up in DC was an absolute accident, but it was the best decision I could have ever made. So my background is in state and local government policy and management. I have always been in love with state and local government. Um, my goal after I finished graduate school was to go on and uh, start the track to become a city manager. Mm. Um, but a unique opportunity opened up through the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation. And um, I said, you know what? I think for me to better understand state and local government and state and local policy, I need to have a better grasp on the federal level of government and how policy is made at the higher level. Um, so I decided to apply for that program. Fortunately, I was accepted. And that's just how it happened. It wasn't planned necessarily, but I'm very, very grateful. Um, that sometimes in life, the best things happen, even when you don't plan for them. That's so true. Like, how is, but how is that? Like, you have this plan and then something, whether it be God, for those of you who are Christians who are listening, and then, or whatever, cosmos for everyone else. Um, like, what happens when you have this plan and then you're like, um, that's not, apparently that's not what I'm doing. What happens? <laughs> Yeah, so it's very, very scary. Um, But one thing I've never been afraid of, and um, I don't know where it comes from, but I've just never been afraid to just try something. So I was like, you know what, I'll do it. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, um, I'll figure something else out. Um, So it was scary at first. I came here immediately after graduate school. I knew people here. 
but not too many. So like, I didn't have a strong friend group here. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go make the best of this experience and meet new people. And it, like I said, it was the best decision I could have ever made. I love DC. I would just like to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, but it's great. expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it is very expensive. It's unbelievably expensive. And people have this notion that like, when you work on the hill, like you're going to be, I don't know, like it's grunt work. Like no one, because I interned, yeah, because I interned there and I did what I did. And I was like, people think like this is glamorous. Like, where do they get this idea from? Like, no, it's it's really hard work. Um, You put in really long hours. Um, It's not the most lucrative career choice. But it's so rewarding because you know that the work you do will impact the lives of every person in this country. Um, even when it's hard, sometimes that that's the thing that keeps me going. I know the work that I do is going to benefit so many people. Um, so I might not get paid the most and I might <laughs> have to work really hard, but um, I I really enjoy it. So how do you stay sane, though? Like that's, I, I'm crazy in grad school. So I don't, I don't even know. I don't Um, even know. (laughs) So before moving forward, I would like to say that any comments that are made, you know, are not a reflection of my employer uh, and all thoughts and comments are my own, but, um, don't basically don't don't tweet her listener. No, no, no. (laughs) Don't tweet me, but you know, these thoughts are my own. Um, I stay sane through a variety of ways. I've built a strong network here um, with other Hill staffers. So just, you know, getting together and venting and talking about our experiences, it's really, really helpful. Um, I am a huge, like, Netflix and chiller by myself. So, like, I come home and to decompress, I can spend weekends just, you know, on my couch or in my room. Um, watching Netflix and um, I talk to my mom every day that's how I stay sane um, oh how is mom how she's is mom? girl she's she's being her um, <laughs> living her best life I you just know. I just want to be like SB when I grow up that's the goal same same those um, are my those are my goals as well. <laughs> these are goals I talk to my mom every day and you know I'm very appreciative for her because she gives me a ton of support I talked to my boyfriend, of course, who understands this world because he's an elected official on the local level. So we're able to have these conversations and make comparisons about my experience and his experience. So it's it's really good to have people who are willing to be your support system um, because that's how I stay sane. Yeah. Couldn't do it without them. Um, side note, hashtag relationship goals. Um. <laughs> Pray for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know that's real that is that's real um yeah I and but also like for everyone listening the reason why I'm like so familiar with Priscilla and like our conversation I've kind of known her for a little bit so um we have a little familiarity going on yes mention yes. Netflix I was gonna wait to the end what are you binge watching right now okay so I just finished um last chance you I love football. Love football so much. I haven't finished the second season yet. So. so the second season is really, really good. I just finished that. I watched it in like three days. No um, judgment. 
<laughs> it's also August recess, so I took vacation. Oh, that's um, true. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. Um, so in all of this, like, I don't even want to say like what's advice because I don't know. Like when you mention support groups, that is in support system. I think that's very important. And I think there's this misconception that someone supporting you means they talk to you every day. Like, what is that like? I know, like, I know you support me from afar and I know for a fact, I don't talk to you every day, but like, I know at the end of the day, sometimes you'll like send me like, Hey, I thought of you when I saw this, like, how do you make sure that you're supporting people and staying like you are supporting people, but also like not getting offended if someone isn't as reachable as quickly, um, I don't know if I'm making any sense. But no, yeah. no, that makes a lot of sense. I've been having this conversation a lot lately. So um, I will tell people all the time, like if you are looking for a friend that you can talk to every single day, I may not be that person for you. <laughs> um, but I am that person that when you need me, I will be there. Um, and like you said, I like to send, you know, these texts to my friends sometimes just giving them additional affirmation that, you know, they're walking in their purpose, they're living their best life. And, you know, no matter what's going on in the moment, um, that they're going to be okay. So I try to be supportive that way. Um, I, I do call and check on my people every once in a while. Um, and when I do, we have like deep, deep conversations. I feel like um, the people that I support and the people that support me, we may not talk every day, but if I need to go there with someone, I can go there with them. I can go deeply and have conversations that I wouldn't have with, you know, just anybody. Um, And I think I've supported people, you know, through their most trying times and they've been there for me during my most trying times. And it's just like my friends and the people that are a part of my support group, I know they are my ride or dies. Mm-hmm. and um, will be with me through the very best of times and the very worst of times. And that's what I look for when giving support and also when receiving it. I need to know that if you're going to be a part of my circle, you will ride for me no matter what. So that's, um, that's deep because when I started grad school, I could see like, I just didn't have the time to talk as much as I did. Not that I didn't want to. And then I ran into this issue of like certain people like, you don't talk to me no more. And, and I thought you was my friend and da, 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 da. And I'm like, I am your friend, but, um, I have nine books to read this semester. So. And then the reality is if like you all are truly friends and that connection is there, they will understand but uh, there are also levels to friendship. Okay, I, come on, levels. I'm I'm so serious <laughs> about these levels to friendship, and it's so important for your personal sanity because, like, um, I think about friendships in layers. Like, I have the people, like I said, I know I may not talk to every day, but these are the people we could go months without talking. But if I call them and if I need anything they will be there Mm -hmm. and vice versa and then I have the people that you know we go to happy hour and we hang out and we have conversation but you know they don't know like my deepest inner thought right you know it's very surface level and then I have my work friends who you know (laughs) listen talk about it (laughs) look I'm so serious like you know they know what I want them to know and I engage how I want to engage I'm always friendly. I'm always cordial. We can hang out, but you know, there's levels to this. Um, 
And then I have associates, like people I'm familiar with. Yeah. I am very serious about categorizing friendships because I know I love deeply and I interact deeply with people. And it's like, once you become my friend, like my friend, friend, you know, it gets, it gets real. And uh, <laughs> I just need to make sure that, you know, I, I categorize those friendships and I prioritize them uh, so I can keep myself together because sometimes we become consumed by um, the expectations of others. Mm-hmm. And I think you mm-hmm. have to manage those expectations, even in your friendship. Girl, why am I taking notes like you teaching a lecture right now? I'm dead. I'm like, l- expectations of others, management. Um, <laughs> like, listen, you just preach the word. And I hope the listeners like take that to heart because that is, that's real. That's, oh my goodness. Like you just spoke, spoke so deeply to my soul. <laughs> and, but also like, I feel like, especially in your job of politics and then versus policy, like you got to know who your friends, yeah. associates, you know, happy hour buddies are. And like, what, right. what is that like? What is politics versus policy? What are you, are you, I know you purpose, you are specifically focused on policy and what you do, but like politics right. plays a role in that. Like it does, it does. Um, politics plays a role in everything. So mm-hmm. like even the category, categorization of your friendships is like a form of politics. Um, it, politics isn't everything, but like, like you said, I focus primarily on policy. Um, I'm a quote unquote policy wonk as it relates to energy and environment policy, um, local governance and governing structures. Um, that's the policy area that I'm most familiar with. Um, but there's a whole nother side to this. And the thing that you learn, like you take a class when you first come to the Hill, uh, through the Congressional Research Service, and they mm-hmm. tell you the most important thing, uh, the most important things in government, <clears throat> or here in D.C., rather, are politics, people, and policy. Mm. And all three of these things are interchangeable, and uh, they're all equally important. So, um, and what I do, I have to take that into consideration every day because um, I work on behalf of members of Congress. Right. And, you know, their priorities are based on those three things, people, policy and politics. So you have to take that into consideration. The three P's. The, the three, three P's. The three, that should be a shirt. <clears throat> um, I just, I don't know, like you, you are one of the people that I'm glad you're in my circle for sure. Um, and you spoke on so much, so much stuff. And I'm just, I'm still curious. I'm like, how did you stay positive when things didn't work out according to your plan like because I know a bunch of people for me like I ended up where I am in the middle of Iowa and that was not my plan like I don't think I woke up one day I was like hmm Iowa that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna go right um but it was definitely hard for me to stay positive and everything so what is that like to stay positive to to let things just go with the flow, quote unquote, or, but even, even when letting things go with the flow, you are still prepping. Like, yes. yes. Um, I, I think you made a great point. It's like being open and going with the flow, but also having a plan with that. So, um, you have to be prepared in any situation you go through. Um, so I've been through some very hard things in my life with you, with, um, transitioning from undergrad to graduate school, graduate school to Washington, D.C., 
personal things that have gone on and happened to me. But through it all, I always say, you know, it's not always what I want to be or what I want to do. It's who do I want to be through all of this? So um, that's something that keeps me going. I um, was listening to a podcast earlier this week and someone explained my life story in one sentence. Like you use all the pain for productivity. So even the things that have happened to me that I didn't expect, when things didn't necessarily go my way, I used it to try to become more productive. Um, but I am also a firm believer in God and a firm believer in like a divine purpose. So um, even when things don't go according to my plan or things unexpectedly shift, I always know that it's working out in the long run. Yeah, that's and having peace in that is so tough. Especially when you're a planner, because I know, because I'm a planner. (laughs) I know you're a planner. (laughs) And like having that piece of like, okay, hold on. I wrote in my daily planner. That this is what I was going to do. This is, this is a whole different plan. I didn't buy this planner. Where did this come from? I didn't write this down. Um, But if if things would have gone according to my initial plan, I think I would be a officer in the air force. And yes, that was my goal. When I turned 18, I was like, I'm going to go to Prairie View. I'm going to study nursing. I'm going to become a nurse and then um, go into the Air Force. I can't even envision it. It, Me either. (laughs) If you read my um, bio from my debutante ball when I was 18 years old, you know, you had to tell about where you come from and Mm -hmm. who you want to be and what you want to do. And that's what. I said, I started out at Prairie View as a nursing major. Like, um, so if I would have stayed on that path, I would not be where I am now. And um, my parents will tell you they were not okay with me changing my major to political science. My dad was like, um, what job can you get with that? Girl, why was that my dad? Because I was bio, then I changed to political science. And he was like, there's already a lot of lawyers. So, uh, you know. Right. And he was like, are you going to go to law school like your sister? And I was like, no, sir, that's not the plan at the moment. And he, you know, he was like, okay, so what's the point? Right. You know, I'm really passionate about state and local government. I really love policy. And he was like, "Okay, so you're going to be an elected official. And I was like, no, that's not the case either. My my plan is to, you know, work for elected officials. And he was like, oh, okay. well, um, I trust you uh, (laughs) and I wish you the best. And that was it. And that was it. And my mom, she was totally against it. And then um, one thing she told me when I graduated college, she was like, I was not okay with this three years ago when you said you were changing your major. But she was like, since then, so many doors have been open for you. And I truly believe this is what you've been called to do. You have been called to serve people and uh, to do so in a policy space. So, um, yeah, I mean, you you made an impact at PV. You've made an impact on, I think, everybody's life. I mean, you made an impact on mine because sometimes I'd be like, you know, I can't, I can't do this no more. And I talk to you and you just be like, uh, girl, get your life. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> like, who told you, can, you to quit? And you will. Right. <laughs> right. And like, you aren't, you aren't allowed to quit. Um, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you for you that. You aren't allowed to quit, but you are allowed to take breaks. Like, that's okay. Uh, do what you have to do to make sure you're okay. 
but you're not allowed to quit. Um, and I reference my dad a lot because I think about a lot of our conversations from my childhood um, until I became an adult. I think about them now and it's like, wow, he made a lot of sense. So he would always say, um, I might give in, but I won't give out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll never quit. I might need to take a break. I might need to step away, but I will never, ever quit. Um, And he said that during his most trying times. And I'm like, well, if he can say that and apply it to where he is, I can definitely do that. Um, So, no, you can't quit. You have too many people who believe in you, who support you, um, who are depending on you. Because like you said, um, to some, I may be a motivation, but to others, you are. So. Sometimes the fight is bigger than just yourself. And that's that's really hard. But also in that knowing that the fight is bigger than yourself, like that taking a break and taking care of you is very important because self-care is real. And it's hard out here knowing that, you know, people are looking up to you. And like, how do you like I know that you know that people look up to you. I mean, I've said it. Um, (laughs) But um, like, how do you make sure you're okay and like not not. I don't know what's the word, like overextending yourself to people. Oh, I am perfectly okay with saying with saying no mm. and no without explanation. Mm. It took me a very, very long time to get to that place where people be like, oh, let's go out. And I would say no and come up with an excuse. And now it's just like, no, I don't want to. And I'm okay with that. And it's not in a mean way, but saying no is a form of self-care for me. Um, and then also knowing what stresses you out and try to, trying to avoid, uh, those situations as much as possible. Um, me moving to DC was a form of self, self care for me. Um, I needed to get away from Texas. Too much had happened in my life in a short period of time. And I was like, you know what? I need to get away and, um, find a new place, a new home, meet new people. Um, and do some things that I've never done before. Um, because if I stayed in Texas, I would probably, I would probably lose my mind. Um, at that time. I feel you. Um, I'm ready to go back now. Uh, (laughs) So if anybody is hiring, let me know. (laughs) All right. So in the the show notes, I'm going to put, uh, um, like she's good. She's qualified. She's experienced, you know, find her. She needs a new job. No, I'm, I'm somewhat serious, but I'm 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 kidding. Uh, right? No, I know what you mean. You love your job, but I feel you. It's like okay, I've experienced it. Um, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Can I do something else now? Like, <laughs> I needed to do this. How long again? Oh, right, right. oh, counting down. Like that's how I am. Like I feel. Everyone asks me, like, "Are you going to Iowa?" Like. I don't know. <laughs> I, and you know, so to this day, I'm kind of like, I'm really living in Iowa, but it is the best thing I think I ever could have done. Like, first of all, it is not a city and it, I'm not like, and also I'm not in the middle of nowhere because it's like a college town. Um, and we're big football people. And this year you would be, ju- you should judge me. I didn't buy season tickets, Priscilla. And last year I brought, <laughs> bought season tickets, but I was like, I just don't have the time. Like it's an all day experience. Yeah. Um, and like, no, it takes a lot. I think when I was in grad school, I only went to two games at A&M. 
Yeah. Uh, this year, and then the student tickets you stand the whole time. I refuse. Yeah. It's exhausting. You can't. There's no designated seat. I'm fighting people trying to get a seat, throwing elbows. And then I was like, you know. And then for me, I was like, I am one of the few black people in this crowd. I'm good. This is dangerous. <laughs> um, but you know, it was the best move to Iowa because it's so peaceful. Like, first of all, I can see the sky. There's no smog. It's yeah. clouds and it's. It's, I told my, I told my dad when I moved here. I said it's like Toy Story clouds, like that <laughs> opening scene. That's the clouds, and like my boyfriend, every time we'd be driving somewhere, he'll be like, "Man, the sky is really pretty," because he's from Philly, so it's oh, like a completely okay. different. Like you know, I'm from Fort Worth, so city enough, but like we real city. Like there was still cows and where I was at, right? Um, and so, and just like literally a few. A few blocks over from where we live, there is, it's just cornfields and cattle and yeah. soybeans. And it's like peaceful. And I think I needed to get out of Texas like you just to experience there's too much stuff going on. I have been in Texas forever and I have right. two older siblings and they're, they're doing amazing things, but it was always like, so how is your sister doing? What are they doing? So is that what you're doing? Isn't that what you're going to do? And, you know, and it's like, can I just live? Can the I be? struggles of the baby. <laughs> right. I'm also the youngest of four. So I, I get that. Right. And then, and they'll be asking about them and then like, oh, so how are you? Like, um, <laughs> I don't keep tabs on them. I mean, you know, <laughs> shout out to them. They both just graduated PhD and then med school. So like, they're right. amazing, but it's unexpectedness living in un like, embracing it yeah um and then you know everyone's like you moved to iowa and found you a man like heck i need to move to iowa <laughs> and i'm like i don't know if they make them out here like this so because i just it was, i can't i can't guarantee that they were all moved here way. i don't you know god was looking out um right. so yeah the, unex the unexpectedness and being happy and then like again i changed from I was public health and then I changed to education. Right. Never would have saw that coming. And people are like, but didn't you get your, uh, your math, uh, your B, your BS in political science? I was like, yeah, I am. I did. Sure did. Like, can your point? <laughs> you don't have one? Okay. Good to know. Good. So you were just talking. Right. Right. Uh. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm pretty sure you find value in that. And as long as you do, that's all that matters. That is, that's a word. And I know how the government works a lot more than some of my classmates when we're talking about stuff. I'm like, I don't think that that's not possible. Yeah. That's going to work. Because, um, yeah. you know, one of the things I read in one of my classes, <laughs> you know, all these exams I took. But um, right. so transitioning i don't really i need to get better at my transitions in this i don't know how to do it it'll come to me one day it'll come it'll, it'll come. come please tell me you watch insecure oh my gosh yes okay so team who what team are you on oh my gosh this is so bad um i am team isa okay that's good i was about to be like don't don't say lawrence because i'm gonna hang up <laughs> it was I, i'm torn between team Issa or um team daniel i love daniel oh my god i think i'm full team yeah i can see that like yeah like it's daniel's daniel's that guy like everybody has that guy mm -hmm. that you can call on no matter what the circumstances are mm -hmm. and he's always there i'm very lucky that my guy is that guy Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, all of us have, we all have someone. Right. But, and he also just, 
you know, I'm happily in a relationship, but he's also Ooh. fine. So he's I, a beautiful human. It's them abs, the smile, the beard. I just she do him so wrong. Um, she did him. So yeah, wrong. yeah. So I'm torn between Team Daniel and Team Issa. But also, like, I really think that show hits us millennials on the head of like trying to figure out our lives and who we want to love and what we want to do, and then also like working with white people who don't understand yes <laughs> that that's actually my daily struggle say um, that <laughs> like um yeah. i don't think that'll work in this community like i don't i don't know um, yeah, i will say for the first time it's a show that accurately depicts young black millennial mm-hmm. like in the workplace and their social lives and their relationships like in each character i see one of my friends this is true. In every single one. This is very true. Um, <clears throat> and that's the, I think this show is the first time I've seen that. Yeah. And this is, a, this is the first show in this, created in this time span, because I see all my friends in a different world. But, um, that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to say I'm Whitley, but, you know, a little petty. <laughs> a little bit petty. But, um, yeah, it's, that's, that's my show. Um, my, my boyfriend's now just getting into it. So, um, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to get Jonathan into it, but he doesn't even watch TV, so. Well, he do read books. I mean, that's, I'm not judging him, but he read, that's all. He don't watch no TV, no game, nothing. He okay. barely has time to do anything. This is a, that is also true. He's, you know, you he is very self selfless. He like, is. He um, is. Full disclosure, like, when all this stuff was going on with Harvey, and I saw him out there, and I immediately... I was like, let me call Priscilla and make sure she okay. <laughs> because you knew my nerves were bad. I did. I, did. I was like, this man, I mean, I'm, I couldn't do it. He out here giving up himself. I mean, and then again, that falls back into people, politics and policy. Like, which yes. one do you value more? And, yes. and he's definitely the most selfless person I know. He truly loves his community. He will do almost anything for them. Um, like you said, especially this past week, everything that's happened with the hurricane and the aftermath, I, I'm sitting here in DC because I'm, you know, 1500 miles away. Right. And I'm like, do not go out there. Whatever you do, do not go out there. And, and he was like, Priscilla, that's, that's not possible. And, you know, he gets on Facebook and I'm like, you're driving through high water. <laughs> and he knew not to call me before he left the house. So I found out on Facebook Live, just like everyone else, <laughs> that he was out there, you know, monitoring the city and making sure everything was okay. Yeah. Um, so I found out on Facebook Live, like everyone else. Um, and then he left his phone in his truck. Oh, no, he did not. Yes. You, yes. No, no. So, so, so Ooh. when I called him, um, there was no answer. So nerves, nerves gone. <laughs> Just, yeah, I was on Facebook and I was like, yeah, isn't that water out there? Hold on. That, there's a lot of water. And so, are you okay? <laughs> thank you for thinking about me and all of that. Because I was like, if if Lance was out there doing something, actually, I don't think I let him leave the house because, you know, I was just like, right. you can leave, right. but I got your key, so I don't know how you're going to get back. So I Exactly, just, um. exactly. <laughs> but no, I will say I had to, I had to get over myself. Yeah. And say, you know, he's going to be who he is, no matter what. I cannot change that. And his selflessness is a reason why I admire him. 
and I love him. So I'm like, I have to let him go save the world. (laughs) As you know, that's a part of who he is. He cannot stand idle when you know someone needs him. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't matter whether he knows them or not. If there's a need, he will try to fulfill it. And I just had to get over myself and my own fears and just trust that he'll be fine. Okay. He'll be fine. So what are you listening to to get through all of this craziness? Because I know you love music. We were just at a Kendrick concert and I was like, you know what? I don't like you. Look, (laughs) look, I try to live my best life. So me and (laughs) my best friend accidentally, like, We've gone on a concert concert tour this this summer. How about um, an accident, Philip? We didn't plan for any mm. of it. So, like, mm-hmm. randomly got tickets to go see Chance when he was in D.C. Uh, randomly got tickets to go see uh, J. Cole oh when God. he was in D.C. Randomly got tickets to go see uh, Frankie Beverly and May. Oh, I saw that one. And we we just had a summer tour of concerts and it's been great, especially since she's been gone for a year. So yeah. I'm happy to have her back, happy that she's in the same city as me and uh, we can enjoy music together, which we love. Um, but I listen to a little bit of everything, depending on the day. Um, I've, I'm really big on old school music. Uh, love old school R&B, soul, funk, blues. Um, that definitely comes from the fact that my dad had, had a record player when I was a kid. Yes. Yes. And it, it would convert into a table as well. So get out. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad had a record player (laughs) when I was a kid and he exposed me to some of the best musicians, um, huge jazz fan. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love old school music, R&B, soul, jazz, but I am also incredibly ratchet and I love the Migos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love the Migos. Love the Migos. I can't. Uh, so you're bad and only, bougie. Yeah, bad and bougie. Okay, good to, good to know. Um, they're the only like mumble rap group I can tolerate, though. Yeah. Um. Bad. So yeah, the Migos. That's my limit, but I love them. Um. <laughs> I'm, I just can't. Like, I could picture it, but like at the same time, I'm just like, they really are mumble rap. No, yeah. If you follow my um, my personal Twitter, mm-hmm. like, what you do, <laughs> I tweet random music that I'm listening to all the time. Like, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, why do you know that song? <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> like, I tweeted a Gucci Mane song the other day because it was really great. Gucci um, Mane, I'd be listening, I'd be bumping Gucci Mane too. Like, I was happy when he was free. I was like, this is not a national holiday. Yeah. yeah. Free goo up. Free goo up. Yeah. Um, but I listen to a little bit of everything. I've oh, yeah. really been jamming this SZA album. Yes. I feel like the entire thing explains. Uh, <laughs> it explains like my early 20s and some of my other friends, some of the experiences we had in our early 20s. That's also true. Yes, now we're approaching our late twenties. It's like, oh, glad I'm over that. But this album definitely tells our story. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm listening to right now. That's yeah. SZA was in heavy rotation when it first dropped. Oh, um, I can tell you what I'm not listening to: Taylor Swift. Um, absolutely not. <laughs> um, have you heard of? I think it's pronounced na- now or N A N A O. Have you please tell me you've heard of her? I have not. 
um, you need to type in Spotify when you get off and on your, you will love her. It's like a great commute music, um, but okay. it's also really good music in general. Okay. Um, but music is definitely how I make it through these crazy days of graduate school. Um, yeah. And then I put on my gospel, you know, I got Tasha Cobbs oh. dropped a new album. So yeah. I'm out here yeah. just, you know, crying in, on the bus, listening, praising Jesus. Um, but also I'm a big old, my dad also exposed me to a lot of, a lot of, a lot of old music. My dad is a jazz guitarist. Fun. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he, growing up, he had like a bunch of like seven guitars and he would be playing. So like, I would listen to him play and um, I also have this video of me when I was 16 years old on YouTube singing "He Wants It All" by Forever Jones, and my dad yeah. is playing the guitar in the in the background. It is um, quite treacherous. My I look back, I'm like, dang, I was I was struggling, had braces, everything. It was it was a rough life, <laughs> but you know, same. Like, That's so cool. I'm gonna go find it. Yeah, just, it's easy. It's not hard to find. It's just it's my name. So it's not hard to find. But yeah, like I listen to a we listen to a lot of jazz guitar, like West Montgomery, yeah. and then like he my dad exposed me like Herbie Hancock and uh Thelonious Monk. And like yeah. to this day i I'm, I'm like, that's my go to study music. Like for real. <laughs> that's great. And then Ella Fitzgerald, I'd be singing in the show. Oh my gosh. Oh Because I vaguely when we were growing up, NP our PBS did a special on Ella Fitzgerald. And that's what exposed me. And I was like, oh my, I don't know why I was watching PBS like on a weekend for fun, but that's what I did. So I feel you on the old. It's okay, I watched 60 Minutes for fun, so it's fine. Um, judgment is just being passed on you for that 60 minutes. Okay, but then again, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can't. And Stevie Wonder, of course. And then like, other, of course, yes. my dad got to see him in concert. So you should add that to your concert list if to you have my concert list. I will have to do that. Um, I, my mom favorite. saw Stevie Wonder I want to say two years ago he came to Dallas. That's That was the same concert my dad went to. Okay, yeah. My mom went to that concert. Yeah, She really out here living her best life. Living her best life. But she absolutely deserves it. She, um, she, she deserves that and more. She's a phenomenal woman and I am just happy that she's happy. Yeah, you can't that's all we want for our family some days yeah. well, all the time more some days more than others <laughs> yeah. um, yes. we have to of course pay homage to the queen um <laughs> the world would not be the same without beyonce so not. always have beyonce in rotation side complete side note serena williams popped out her baby yesterday so congratulations right and in my head all i'm waiting for and in, and i just envision the amazing play dates her and beyonce's children will be having like right i want to be a baby just to enjoy that yeah like, yeah it's gonna be epic they're gonna they're, you know what they're gonna have some group it's gonna be because it's one boy so i don't know what the name of it's gonna be like <laughs> destiny's children or like uh fate's children i don't know it's gonna be amazing whatever it is and then they're gonna be tennis stars and this is just the year of Black Girl Magic. We got Maxine Waters. I know you love Maxine Waters. I do. Um, I feel like her um, Reclaiming My Time, that that gospel version, that's also, yeah. I listen to that about <laughs> twice a week. As you should. <laughs> uh, Congresswoman Waters, she is absolutely amazing. Um, just to see her in action, it's, it's a that's beautiful true. thing. 
Um, and it's so funny because she has such a large personality and she is powerful. She is ranking member on financial services, mm-hmm. which is one of the most prominent committees in Congress, but she's also like five feet tall. Yes. And <laughs> wears four inch heels from sunup to sundown. Yeah. And um, she's absolutely amazing. My feet would be swollen, so more power to her. Yeah, and she runs around Congress all day long. Um, but she's great. Girl. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking time this early this morning and talking with me. Um, you know, I love you and I support you from afar and same I love you too and I'm so incredibly proud of you just to see you grow um from when your time at Prairie View to where you are now um and I just can't wait to see what's to come I can't wait to see what's to come with you either um again thank you you're the best enjoy your day and enjoy self-care um i gotta finish last chance you you just reminded me oh it's so good i got this for the weekend so i might like i cried at the end no don't tell me the last two episodes when they start recapping on the stories because i mean i'm glad it's a better ending because last season i was pissed (laughs) because i was ready for him to go but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode yeah um but thank you girl enjoy your day um i'm about to go listen to some frankie beverly and may right now yes Uh, listen to golden time of day it'll get you get me through get you in the right mood okay all right all right girl i'll talk to you later thank you so much thank you all right bye-bye this you can dance